Hi, I'm Christopher Wellis, Director of Sustainability at AWS. Today, we're here to talk about the important topic of scaling sustainability innovation. Many companies across multiple industry verticals are driving toward a net zero carbon future. This often requires the coordination of various teams internally, from executive leadership down to sustainability-related teams and customer-facing teams. We're here today to talk with Ruth Gretzky of Siemens about some of the challenges that they have faced throughout this particular journey. Yeah, thanks for the introduction, Chris. And uh, I'm excited to be here and I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do at Siemens, what you're focused on and a bit of your career path? So Siemens is a technology company, a bit older than Amazon and AWS because we're about 175 years old. To give you a bit of scale, about 66 billion globally, we have about 300,000 employees around the world, all focused on technology development. Our founding father already 175 years ago, Werner von Siemens, had the view that a company's purpose wasn't just to create profit for shareholders. For him, it was an important stake that a company should also give back to society, to the environment around that. And so for us, Really, sustainability has been at the core of the company. You see this in the role that I play in Siemens today. I have the pleasure of leading Siemens Smart Infrastructure in the United States. Smart Infrastructure is one of three elements in the Siemens organization. We have a business that's focused heavily on industrial customers, markets, automation software that's needed there. We have a mobility arm. So if you think locomotives, trains, signaling infrastructure, that's what the colleagues there do. At Smart Infrastructure, though, we're really looking at building management, at really the worlds of building management, power, renewables, and what we refer to as grid edge converging and optimizing the convergence of these systems with regards to energy efficiency, with regards to sustainability and bringing in renewable power sources, improving uptime, catering to tenant comfort, tenant safety. That is really what we do every day. Excellent. So it sounds like sustainability has really been embedded in the DNA of Siemens for well over a century. That is correct. And you also see this. Siemens was one of the first global industrial conglomerates to give ourselves carbon targets. We did this as early as 2015, so quite a while ago before you can say sustainability became a topic for financial markets or before it became a hip topic. Mm. So we've been at this for a while, and I'm proud to say that as of 2020, we're already at 54% on the path I'm like, towards our own carbon neutrality targets. Now, sustainability-related transformation is now very much overlapping with digital transformation, both within the four walls of a company, as well as how they're meeting the needs of their customers. How have you determined what's most material to Siemens, and what have you decided to focus on? For Siemens, we started after we set our own targets, really, I'm like to look inside our own walls. And of course, same as many others, we started looking at buying credits, we started looking at taking inventory of our own energy consumption. I'm like really just looking at where do we consume power? Where can we do better and really structure our own sustainability targets from that perspective? So really walking our own talk I'm like has been a key point. But from an internal view, we're now at the point where it's getting a little tougher because I'm like just buying credits isn't good enough anymore. 
in my own organization, we just did two audits for our manufacturing facilities. I'm like, well, we produce um, like mechanical goods where we have paint lines that come with environmental impacts. So getting our own house in order from that perspective is what we're focused on right now. Deploying our own technology, like for example, we have a workplace management app called Comfy that happens by the way to run on AWS is a cloud-based platform. And that really enables us to know where our people are in our buildings at any point of time. We all know that post-pandemic, I'm like the usage of, of buildings of commercial infrastructure, really all these office high rises that we see in large metropolitan areas has dropped a good bit. So one sustainability action that we are also looking to take is to see where are our people in this building? Where do I need to heat? Where do I need to cool to really drive energy efficiency from perspective? We're not there yet. I'm like you asked about challenges that we're facing. For me, the biggest challenge right now is the fleet. I'm like, for me to get closer to my own sustainability targets, I have to find a way to electrify the vehicle of service trucks that we have on the road today. And that is honestly a challenge that we haven't been able to solve just yet. Well, obviously, with a company that's been around for 175 years, you've clearly gone through major evolutions over that period of time. Can you talk a little bit about the inflection point that you're in now, moving from more of a products-based company and what the innovation cycle is like for products versus shifting to a more agile environment to meet the needs of your customers, uh, an agile type uh, innovation cycle, more offering as a service type offerings? What has that been like for you? And, and, and has that been a challenge, that shift? It has been a very interesting challenge because I'm like with 175 years in business, Siemens used to be a really manufacturing company. I'm like, we invented, or Werner von Siemens invented the telegraph. We've been, I'm like, leading edge in gas turbines, so heavy mechanical, heavy electrical equipment. And that comes with certain product innovation cycles, right? Many of our products are safety relevant. So there you develop over years to perfection because you have one shot at, at passing that critical test with authorities because your device, again, may be safety relevant. That couldn't be any more different from the way software is developed. And so on our journey you now to go from a manufacturing hardware-centric company to this high-tech company that is centered around software, we need to change the way we work. We need to change the way we innovate. We need to think about agile approaches. We need to think about uh, minimum viable products and really working with prototypes versus the perfect product in the end. Then put annual planning cycles on top of that. I'm like, we are in the middle of a very interesting change management process to really, I might turn things almost upside down. Absolutely. And how is sustainability driving some of that innovation within Siemens? Sustainability is really an interesting topic. As I talked about the changes we need to make internally, I like to really walk our own talk and get towards our own targets. But when you think about what we do on a daily basis, um, managing, building comfort, energy in a piece of infrastructure, whatever that is, in today's world, that means data. A lot of data from very different sources, I'm like, that needs to be analyzed, that needs to be structured to turn data into information that is actionable for people. And with that, I'm like, sustainability, I'm like, you could be blunt and say sustainability is to a certain point a data management topic. Uh, 
And so with that, to find the right partners, I'm like, like AWS to help us with that. So we can focus on how to optimize energy usage in a building, to deploy the right technologies without having to worry about how do we store data? How do we analyze it? How do we secure data? Uh, I'm like, that is for us, I'm like a, a key thing that we're working on. And that honestly, we're also still trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. So really about reducing time to value, data being sort of the new currency, if you will, how, does it, how do you focus on outcomes for your customers and you as a business internally is a really uh, critical element. How are you able to overcome some of the challenges around aligning teams? business teams, lines of business, uh, IT managers, and executives, how are you able to sort of bridge that divide in order to create a cohesive sustainability-related strategy? I would say from my perspective, the most important topic is to really have commitment at the top of the company. We're lucky, I'm like, uh, as I said, Siemens recognized in 2015 that it was time to make sustainability a topic. We have since institutionalized our sustainability board, which is populated really by the upper top echelon in the company to make sure that that commitment towards sustainability is there. Uh, since I'm like, uh, we have gone to implementing a new framework because at the end of the day, I'm like, what you don't measure, you can't manage. And in order to really make continuous progress towards our own sustainability targets, um, we need KPIs, as basic as it sounds, right? It's same as a financial objective. Um, like sustainability is for us very serious. So that framework was just launched last year, and that is called Degree. Degree goes a little bit beyond just the classic realm of sustainability in, in the spirit of carbon footprint. Really, Degree looks at sustainability in the context of ESG, and let me just walk you I'm like, through the, what DEGREE really stands for. So the D is for decarbonization. That goes back to carbon neutrality. The next E stands for ethics. And that is really I'm like, how we want to do business. I'm like, the way we conduct ourselves internally and externally. G stands for governance. So how do we measure? How do we track? How do we make sure that as we conduct business, we do that in a sustainable fashion? R stands for resource efficiency, and that stands for cyclicality in our supply chain. And for example, we've given ourselves a target that we really want to be zero landfill by 2050, including our, all our supply chain partners. And that is, I'm like, for a company that still carries a big piece of product, that's a very aggressive objective. It also stands for equity. And one target that we've given ourselves there is to have 30% of females in senior executive top management roles, because we have realized we have work to do there. And the last E now finally in the series of degrees stands for employability, and that goes to training on really uh, employee safety, employee qualification. I'm like the fact that we need to learn at a faster pace than we have in the past, which brings me right back to the question you asked about agility. So again, for me, it's about alignment from the top and then having a framework that supports this desire, this vision that we're all working towards. So it's really embodying sustainability as it's evolved as a topic, social, economic, and environmental sustainability, right. not just focused on the E in ESG, for instance. Now you talked about sort of the importance of um, leadership and 
tops down approach uh, to driving some of your goals. How important is it and and to really drive and have that mandate from leadership versus what's often viewed as something that should be a bottoms up type driven uh, initiative, sustainability within a company. How important do you see sort of that tops down approach, the mandate from leadership, from executive management versus it being driven from the employees at more of a grassroots level? I think both the direction from leadership and the grassroots, they play an important piece. For me, the support from leadership is important because sustainable investments are like changing infrastructure, deploying are like new systems, new technologies cost money. So without budgets, without approvals, I'm like without green light to spend resources on these topics, uh, I'm like the budgets are not going to be deployed and dispersed that way. So you need to have that commitment from the company, from the top leadership, I'm like to enable sustainability. But what I've also found is that I'm like sustainability now as we're working through this generational change in the workforce and we have more younger employees, I'm like Generation Z coming into the workforce. To them, sustainability is a key topic because they're looking for purpose in what they do. And so right now we're in the lucky position that we have a top management organization that really is pushing hard on walking our talk while we have a workforce that is very interested in the topic because they can see that they can contribute actively and that the technology we develop and that the solutions we deploy can actually do something about climate change. So I think at the end of the day, we need both and the more personal we can make this for every employee in the workforce, the easier it's gonna be. Great. And you've talked a lot about um, how you're driving operational excellence around sustainability within the four walls of the company uh, and how it's driving value for employees. Clearly, it's not just a cost center, uh, which is why many companies are focused on it. They're also focused on their customers. Can you talk a little bit about how sustainability is driving business value for your customers? Some of the examples of some of the things that you're doing for your customers. Yeah. And I'm like to lead into this, I'm like, what we find right now is that we have many customers that have declared sustainability goals. And now the question is, now what? Now it's in my annual report. Now I've communicated this at my shareholder conference, but very few of them actually have a plan on how to get from point A to point Z. And this is now where we're trying to help because sustainability, I'm like, can drive a lot of business benefits to your point. Uh, Energy efficiency, I'm like every kilowatt hour that we consume, whether it's in a production process or in a building to light up or to heat, that's money to the bottom line uh, that we can actually redeploy, save. Um, renewable energy sources, I'm like, they play a big role from a sustainability perspective, but they also play a big role when you think about microgrids and battery storage. I'm like to drive independence from a power grid. We've all learned about I'm like, the challenges Texas had in the last winter when suddenly the grid went down for two weeks. Absolutely. What if you actually had an independent energy source that is green and storage to help with those interruptions? Not saying that we could have weathered I'm like, a two-week interruption, but I'm like, these shorter-term interruptions that are happening today that cause businesses to shut down that have massive impact on productivity I'm like sustainable solutions, I'm like can help there on that end. And at the end of the day, I'm like when you think about sustainability, air quality, 
Another aspect, right? If we improve air quality, our employees feel better in buildings. They feel more comfortable. They feel safe. That does wonders for employee productivity. So there's a couple of very quantifiable and tangible financial benefits I'm like resulting from sustainability improvements. Not even talking about financial markets and the cost of capital that may go up for companies that don't have a sustainability plan. Now, you touched a bit on the Comfy platform. Really interesting and in what that's doing for intelligence within building systems. Are there any other specific innovations that Siemens is either working on or that's currently out in the market that you'd like to highlight that are sustainability related or beyond? Yeah. So, of course, I'm like in my business, if I come back to that, I'm like, think about the building. So I talked a little bit about Comfy, about really managing workplaces differently in this new hybrid world, finding ways to connect with colleagues, trying to find your workplace, understanding where people are. Again, application that runs on the cloud, thanks to AWS. But I also talked about the importance of data. Every billion, every building in these, in these days is producing lots of data from different platforms, data that needs to be managed, analyzed, interpreted. Our application for that is called Navigator because we really kind of see our solution there help customers navigate this ocean and this constant stream of data. Also a cloud-based solution, I'm like that runs on AWS. That's the building side. But I also talked about the importance of the grid edge, about microgrids, which are different energy sources and storage solutions that constantly need to be in balance so there's also um, like technology, software solutions, um, like, like distributed energy resource management um, like that we deploy to support that. But you could even go a step further into meter data management. Because again, to drive sustainability and energy efficiency, you need to understand consumption. You need to understand demand and where your opportunities are to control. In the past, meter data management I'm like, was limited to large-scale capital-intense solutions in the early days, mainly on-premise. By taking that approach now into the cloud, again, thanks to AWS, we're now able to make this technology and the ability to record, analyze, interpret data to smaller customers, to smaller co-ops and municipalities that so far haven't been able to afford it just for pure reasons of, of capital deployments and budgets. So there's a lot of, of ways to leverage what we do um, like to support sustainability mm -hmm. out there and help our customers on their journey. And we know moving to the cloud also has sustainability related benefits in terms of some of the efficiencies, resource utilization, et cetera. How important has the cloud been to your sustainability innovation related journey and helping to enable some of the things that you're doing both in, internally as well as for your customers. So I would say we are also in a lot of aspects still early in the journey because of course we focused on the low hanging fruit, but I see huge potential. Um, like cloud deployments are more energy efficient. And so as we run our own solutions and if we can run them in a cloud environment, I mean that alone comes with a significant sustainability benefit simply because running a big data center that is optimized for energy usage and cooling, like an AWS solution, I'm like, comes at a lower kind of carbon footprint than if we were to continue doing this on-premise with like, sub-optimized like, data center type structures. This has been great, Ruth. Thank you so much for walking us through your journey, both from a company perspective and what sustainability means to you. 
and Siemens, what are you most excited about as you sort of look into the next five, 10 years? What am I most excited about? It's an excellent question. So I'm like, there's lots of things, but if I bring it, I'm like into the realm of our conversation. We're doing a lot of great things with Amazon today. The one that I'm personally the closest to is really the electrification of your last mile fleet, mm. because that is not just a sustainability play, but it's also a humongous engineering task that uh, really kind of allows us to pull out all the stops and really I'm um, like bring the whole strength of the company I'm um, like to the table to really solve the challenge that's ahead there. So I'm like, that is I'm, like, what I'm personally very excited about when I think about Amazon. But I know that other parts of the organization, I'm like work with your teams as well. I'm like, whether that's in the data center space, which also falls under my realm, where we're looking into really driving sustainability at its core by reducing energy consumption, by really optimizing cooling, which is the biggest energy contributor there, uh, in line with data center usage. I'm like, think about, I'm like, you want to cool the servers that are running hot, right? You don't want to just cool your whole building down. So that's an area we're working together. And now that our colleagues in logistics, different part of the company, but they're working hand in hand also with uh, your fulfillment centers on optimizing technology, material flow and efficiencies there. So overall, I'm like to me right now, just to see that collaboration and that partnership between our two companies, I'm like, that is for me, I'm like a very exciting feat. Yeah. yeah. And I hope it doesn't take five to 10 years, honestly, to see tangible results for both of both us. Yeah, there's some really exciting things happening across the whole value chain, as you said, from what you're doing in terms of electrification and charging for last mile, uh, as well as within the data center environment. What advice would you give to uh, peers uh, sort of uh, in other companies that are at different phases of the sustainability related journey, whether they're at the very beginning or more sort of in the middle and going through a major transformation like you're leading at Siemens, what sort of advice could you give to them? There's several points that come to mind. So first of all, I talked about the importance of alignment top-down. I'm like, that is the first step. Make sure leadership is really aligned behind this, that it's not just lip services and put the right budgets, the right resources and the right management framework in place that sustainability and improvements in sustainability really are front and center and not just, I'm like a sidebar, I'm like in, in management meetings and report outs. The second topic would be make it personal and try to engage your whole workforce in that and seek the dialogue with employees on all levels. Because you, at least I have to say, I was very surprised and very encouraged when I had that conversation with um, like a lot of folks in my organization down to interns that came and worked with us over the summer, how concerned they are about what's going on around us. Because everybody sees um, like the impact of climate change through flooding, through storms, uh, and people want to change something. They want to change something for their children. And so specifically, I'm like parents want to do something about sustainability. So that would be part number two, really make it personal, engage the whole workforce. And I would say number three is don't try to go it alone because I'm like sustainability requires a lot of subject matter expertise. Try to find partners, try to find experts that can help you and guide you both in 
the definition of targets, but then also in the deployment uh, on how to get how to bring that vision from PowerPoint or paper really on the road that ultimately becomes reality. Excellent. Well, Ruth, thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. We really appreciate you sharing your insights around this important topic of sustainable innovation and sharing some of the great things that you're doing at Siemens. Thanks so much. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs>